How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, uh, Cheyenne, we're, we're really excited to sit down and talk to you. I, I, I know Bridey does a lot of the booking for the show, and, and oftentimes I come in knowing very little about what we're going to be talking about. But one thing that I do, I, I, I could be wrong, but what I, what I do think we are going to be touching on at some point is, um, uh, is, is the practice of Tantra, but like from, from a movement perspective. Um, and I'm really excited about that because Tantra is one of those things we've talked about on the show. Oh Christ, probably like several times now over the last five years. And every time we talk about it, I'm, I always leave the conversation feeling like I gleaned a little bit, but I still have no 
fucking clue really what like what Tantra is all about. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get into that. But before we do, uh, please introduce yourself to our listeners and uh, and let us know uh, what, what you're all about. Awesome. So, such a pleasure to be here. And I'm really excited to talk with you all as well. <clears throat> My name is Cheyenne Sapphire and I am a performer and also a Tantrika. So I lead Tantric dance. I do ceremonies, Kundalini activation, and along with Tantrika. Okay, so that is the that is the the uh, the, the a tantrika would be a person who facilitates tantra and who practices tantra. Right, I think okay. particularly who practices tantra. Okay, okay, cool. There we go. I gleaned something. How how long has this been a part of your life? Heavily for about three years. Interesting word of heavily, but like really, but seriously, I've been really in it in the last three years and dabbling maybe four although as with so many things it's kind of been a longer journey you know mm. that that I've been cultivating different uh, techniques or awareness without knowing it was specifically related to tantra you know mm. yeah that's one of my favorite things to talk to to like highlight it in um <clears throat> in conversations with our guests is like they're they're when you ask like what someone's origin story is often it's like, well, when I was eight, I realized that I really liked, you know, whatever. And it's one of my favorite things about talking to people, especially who have been around for a little bit who are like, it's interesting how this thread came together with this thread. And I have this very unique now expression of life. Um, so I just, yes, 100%. I, I, I love hearing that as well. And, and it's because, I, I don't know. It also depends on your philosophy of life, you know, but it, it is like these breadcrumbs that are bringing you to these, these key moments in your life. And then it is the, you know, fulfillment of that. However, breadcrumbs mm. were there all along, you know, not, not to like make this about COVID, but you know, considering that you, you've been, you've been doing this heavily for the last three years. Yeah. Um, it, do you, is there any, did, did like, did the pandemic play any role in, in like how dedicated you've become to this practice at all in terms of like a, uh, just like a, th- from like a therapeutic standpoint? Hmm. Great question. Um, I I'd have to say no though. Um, I'm a pretty disciplined person in regards to my practices that I do and have been for a long time. The reason why it's been so, uh, I've been inundated in it within the last three years is because of the people I've met who, who then we started practicing together and we started really diving deep together. So mm. this house that I'm currently in is a house full of people practicing Tantra, sacred sexuality. Uh, there's someone who's a herbalist. She leads ceremonies. All three of us individually lead, lead ceremonies. And I moved into this house three years ago. Mm. And, so, so like that was a really key element as well. Had to, and how did you end up like, how did you all find each other? Like, how, like, how did you all end up in the same house? Yeah. So I, so one of the reasons of one of the breadcrumbs that I, that I was practicing and doing before three years ago um, was blindfolded movement and yoga. So I used mm. to be a yoga teacher and I was doing that full time. And then I started, actually, I was, I was going through a really challenging time in my life and, you know, going through a breakup. I moved back to Toronto, my parents' basement after living you know, down South and I had, I have scoliosis as well. So I, I deal with a lot of chronic pain and I was just really in it. It was middle of January, like depressed, all the things. And so 
I'd heard that uh, someone in LA was, was doing blindfolded yoga. And I thought, why don't I try that? So I just tried it myself and I would find myself going into trances and would, you know, I'd think I would be with the, the, using the blindfold for 30 minutes, say, and it would be over two hours. And I was just really facing my shadows, like just going into the depths of my fear, crying, breathing, just being with darkness, with blackness. And what does that mean? You know, years later, I realized that I was really studying the practice of the void, right? Um, Out of all the elements, the ether element. And that void element is also connected with the womb, which is the birth of all creation, right? So when, you know, we know with plants as well, everything grows in darkness and we must cocoon, you know, the butterfly must dissolve before blossoming. And so I was doing this practice, started teaching it. And someone came to my workshop and I could tell she was really energetically in tune. And I had started um, for about five months prior to that, I kept calling in Tantra and, and I had, you know, read a couple books and, and, you know, had been to like a sex party and seen people practice it in, in an ashram. I had learned a bit about it, but it wasn't heavy. <laughs> and um, I asked her after class, I said, do you study Tantra? And she said, yes. And she said, I'm actually moving into this house and I'm starting this priestess tantric house. And I literally said, can I move in? And she said, yeah, that quick, that simple. We kind of laughed afterwards and she's like, here's my number. (laughs) And then we had a call a couple of weeks later. And then we did, we went to a tantric workshop and then we did a course together. And then I moved in a month and a half later. When you said you were teaching yoga and you also mentioned Kundalini activation and uh, Jeremy and I, we both uh, were yoga teachers for many years. Exactly, and um, yeah. and that's what I know Kundalini as is a yoga practice. I know and I know it's there's a lot more to that mm. based on a lot of our fellow colleagues um, who, who are were, were moksha trained. Um, we're also practicing Kundalini and, mm-hmm. and I would always see people sort of drift really strongly to that practice if they were called to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a very strong pull. Is that what you were teaching? Kundalini yoga? No, I wasn't teaching Kundalini yoga. I was teaching Hatha and prenatal and postnatal yoga. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing separate workshops with the blindfold. So I'd lead people into the dark coming out of it and, you know, sense like tuning into their senses, awakening their dormant senses, which is all part of uh, physical aspects of Tantra, you know, which mm. I learned afterwards. And I thought, oh, wow. Okay. This is, this is a, a Tantric type of practice that I was doing, you know, mm. without knowing it was. Intuitively. I, uh, I, so you, you said a number of things there that, uh, that kind of sparked a few things in my mind. And one of, one of those is the, this whole like practice of, uh, like entering the void and, and exploring that space and exploring darkness. And, um, I, I, that, that really resonates with me right now because I'm, I think I'm going through that, uh, that exact kind of place right now in my life. And, um, uh, you know, like I just recently went through a really, uh, really tough breakup and, uh, it's not, Great. Like I'm not handling it very well. I, no, no, I shouldn't say I'm not handling it well. He's I'm handling a bad it. Day. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard day today, but, but it's been, it's been a rough, it's been a rough few weeks. And, um, there's one of the things that I've, I've noticed it with it within this space is a very heavy resistance to 
wanting to accept and like explore life within that dark space. Um, and you know, like my typically when, when the, these, these times in life come up, which none of us are, are, um, unfamiliar with, we, we, we all have like, you know, we all have hard times. Um, but typically when, when I'm, when I find myself in this place, that resistance is, is really, is always there. And, uh, I, I typically have like, you know, develop like not unhealthy, but not like ideal habits to get myself through to the other side. And so I'm, I am actively working on like developing those, those more healthy habits and, and trying to find ways to like be productive and, and, you know, exploring my body physically in ways that I haven't done in a long time. And it feels good, but there's still that big resistance, right? Like there's still, I just don't want to fucking go there. And it's this heavy cloud that I just feel like I'm carrying around. And, and that, that cloud, even, you know, like hanging out with Bridie today, like I know that when I picked you up from work today, that that cloud was very evident. And, it, and, and you are then, of course, affected by that. And, and this, is, this is something that, um, that I, I notice quite evidently. Like when I go about my day, that this, this looming cloud sort of rains on the people that are around me. Like they're all getting wet too. And so my question is, out of, out of everything that you've been practicing over the last three years, and, and in particular, looking back at the time that you were also in that sort of dark place trying to figure things out, what, like, what are some, what are some like valuable techniques from this modality that you work in that are, that someone like myself who does not have a background at all in any of this stuff, um, what are some like techniques or maybe tools that would be easily accessible to kind of like explore when it comes to facing that darkness and trying to, you know, like, allow these healthy roots to grow so that, you know, someday soon that, that plant that is you grows out into the light and flourishes and becomes this beautiful giant tree that can't be cut down. So, <laughs> uh, my, my heart is with you. I'm actually going through a very similar experience. So I feel you <laughs> completely. And you know, A, it is so normal, you know, like what, what you're sharing and explaining is, is I think heartbreak is, which is what I'm experiencing too right now is like literally the, the my grandmother once said heartbreak is, is worse than death sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like she, she's 93 and it's just, it, I, that death is, is, is so challenging. And of course, the scary thing is to is to go into those emotions, and I think in in my you know humble experience with it, it's like creating a, a space, a container. You know, like okay, I'm for the next thirty minutes, even I'm gonna go in, and I'm not gonna just walk around thinking, okay, I've got this rain cloud. Like I'm gonna look up, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna feel this rain cloud. You know, I'm gonna mm. let it it engulf my heart and twist and go all through my body. And I'm just going to like, like let it be there. Right. Because when we're avoiding it, it, it's still there. Just like we know when there's pain in our shoulder, right. For sure. It could be residual pain. It might be something in our right hip. However, that pain, it's, our body's asking us to look at it. 
Mm. right? And it's going to get worse and worse and worse until we look at it. Same with our inner child work that we do. A screaming child, it needs something. It's not just screaming unless it has like a, you know, physical problem like a, or a mental problem. It's like, there's a reason for that. Can we look, can we witness this? And, and something that you said towards the end is, um, of, of, of create, like, you know, going, going into this space so that our roots can grow and we can become the tree, et cetera, et cetera. What about going into this space without thinking about what comes next? Fuck. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and that is so challenging yeah. in our society. I'll speak for Western society because that's what I live in, you know, and what I grew up in, but it's like, it's always next, 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 you know, and we, we grow up with, okay, we have to go to school. We know this, we know this sentence, you know, go to school, go to university, job, dog, house, which no one can afford anymore. But like, you know, <laughs> that trajectory, it's always next, next, next. And, and the, the, the deep, practice you know that 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 I have experienced that is definitely not fun like 100% it sucks <laughs> but it works is like can I just be here with all of it and not look for what comes next because that is true void practice that is like void is boundlessness it is mm. black hole you know where where things where stars are born and they are destroyed it is it is nothing and everything it's the zero point the center of the spider web it is it is like the point and nothing so it's mm. it's like and and so of course we know in that uh like that um out that that I want to say algorithm um that uh, metaphor yeah like or that mathematics you know we know that something will be born but we can't hold on to that idea because holding on to whatever idea is actually not being in the boundlessness so it's it's just like a, a daily practice you know of of mm. okay i'm just being here i'm it's i'm being here i'm i'm witnessing my emotions i'm witnessing that this fucking sucks and it sucks again like can i just be with it mm. you know yeah, the not not looking for what's next is I think that's the that's definitely the the hardest part. You nailed it on the head there, and that's that's the that's the trap. That's like the easy trap to that I that I typically fall in. But it's interesting because I feel like when I'm in a void, my mentality is it's always going to be this way. Yeah, it's never going to change. Yeah, and I don't think I I don't think we are the same in the way that we process things. I I'm definitely what I try to remind myself is like everything is temporary and on the days on the, on, you know, on the days when I experience a feeling that I would call joy, which I wouldn't say I feel like overly often when it comes though, it's like, Oh, that's what all of this was for. And in those moments, I can't imagine being in the void and not feeling a, a motivation to move on. But when I'm in that high point, I go, oh, it's really good to remember that this is also, that this also exists. And it's mm -hmm. not just that dark space because mm -hmm. I, I do, I think I maybe do, do you, you must come across this sometimes with people that you work with because um, you do some coaching and working with other people and yeah. I'd love to get into that. But you, you must have come up against people who, who actually dwell in the void and don't know how to get out mm. Mm -hmm. do you see that very often yeah I do see that and 
it's challenging, you know, and, and then it comes to connecting with the body, which also connects with, with tantric dance and, and the, the movement with it. Um, because we need to practice also things that we know create endorphins. Like, you know, we know exercise is good for us. We know nature literally like helps us like being in the trees and everything. It, it creates differences in our chemical reactions. So it's important as we're accepting this to also, you know, do things that physically will, will help us with, and, and it depends if we're talking about depression or void, cause they, they can be similar, but it, but also different, like right. depression is an actual chemical imbalance. Right. Um, but I think that doing movement and, and connecting with nature, you know, salt baths, jumping in the ocean, cold plunges, like things like that also do help us and help our body, which then kind of creates this, um, which, which can, depending on the extent of what, what, a, what a person is dealing with, but can create these shifts and kind of domino effect, right? Through, through physical, emotional, psychological, spiritual uh, uh, levels in their, in their system. Um, and, and with something that you said, you know, about feeling like, I, I think <laughs> when you said feeling like we can't, you're never going to get out of the void that, that is, but that's it. <laughs> like, you know, like that, that's the point, <laughs> like that, that's, and it's just breathing with it and accepting that. And it's like, if we accept that, then like how I've seen in my life, the things that I accept, then it doesn't bother me anymore. Mm. You know? And also when we're in that elated state, are you really like, when you imagine, remember when I sat and you're like, whatever, like that breakup, like I was chilling, you know, like if, when you, when you'll get to that space again, when you're such an elation or you can, be, you can kind of feel it. You're like, oh yeah, that, that distant thing over there. Like, yeah, that was rough, but it's not like you're actually fully in the depths of that experience anymore. You know, it's like, can we embrace each experience that we're having? And that, that is part of the human experience, right? Mm -hmm. It is, it is chaos and love and pleasure and pain. We're in the 3d in the flesh with all of these senses. And can we just be present, which comes back to witness consciousness comes back to Zen Buddhism with each experience. Mm -hmm. When you talk about, um, and thank you for that re thoughtful response and that distinction between the void and depression. Cause I think I was, I was crossing them, um, equating them. Um, when you, but I wanted to ask you about tantric dance. Is it like other styles of dance where you go in and you're like, here's the, all the different steps. And then we put them together in choreography, or is it more intuitive than that? Yeah. Great question. I, so no, we, well, sometimes I've done choreography, but rarely. So with tantric dance, so I found that a lot of the at least then when, when I was into it. And also I come from a dance background, right? So I've been dancing all different styles my whole life and movement has been a, a core foundation of my, my expression and my healing. Uh, and I found that a lot of spiritual practices were quite masculine oriented, uh, masculine energetically, if we're speaking. Um, so for example, you know, going on a cleanse, uh, being celibate, going on a Vipassana, you know, where you're, where you're silent for 11 days, uh, even Hatha yoga, like they are strict poses that one does that are more linear, uh, focus, which is a quote masculine <laughs> quality. Right. And I thought, okay, like that's great and all like amazing. And what about the coloring outside of the box? Like, where's that lesson? What about 
like the wild Shakti energy, where, where's the space for that kind of learning in regards to spiritual evolution? And th this is what, and then when I started studying Tantra and, and you know, learning more about, about Shakti energy, I just thought, okay, well, how do we, like, like, yeah, we can talk about it. I, you know, people can cite the sutras, all these things. I don't really care about who you've studied with or anything. It's really, how do you embody it? How do you, how do you walk into a room? Right. And so I thought, okay, well, what about moving with this? And because I found we people on I'm sure you've experienced this many times, you know, people on the, the spiritual path or who, who dive really into it can get really caught up in the upper chakras, let's just say, you know, like they can get really airy. And when people start to become clairvoyant or clairaudient, you know, it's like, whoa, this timeline and my past life and he's a lover of this and cool, awesome. And we're on this earth and we're here right now. <laughs> so it's like, sure, that person might have been this past life person to you 30 times, but like, what is it doing here? Right. So how do we come back into the body? Because ultimately we are here in the 3D living in this experience. So Tantra dance was born from that, from what is the wild, like do whatever the fuck you want. And I'll get, get, get more into that and um, connecting with the body because this is, this is where we're in. We're in bodies right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How, how does the, like, what does the practice look like? You know, if you're, if you're leading like a, a tantric movement um, mm -hmm. workshop, like what does that, what, take us through like what that looks like for someone who's, you know, who's walking into it for the very first time and has never had that practice before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'd, we'd all come down, we'd all do a little sh sharing and see where people are at. And then we'd start with a meditation just to ground a uh, body scan. Then we'd go through, maybe explore into a, a visualization there. And then we'd start with connecting with our Kundalini energy. So going straight to the root and breathing with our Kundalini for most people who, or who, who are new to this practice, you know, they might not know. So I'd explain what Kundalini is, like what we're about to be doing. Kundalini is our life force energy right? That is symbolized by two snakes, masculine and feminine, feminine that can rise up the spine, activating our chakras and ultimately creating healing within ourselves. And so we can start playing with this energy is what I like to call it. And um, breathing into our roots, uh, doing different tantric exercises, like pulsing uh, the, the muscles here, uh, which is the perineum, which is where the root is, which is the space between the vagina and the anus for uh, women and the testicles and the anus for men. And so, you know, we can do some pulses here, start to feel it, start to breathe into our genitals, start to breathe into just every area of our body. Because tantra, for me at least, is not just about sex. I like to describe it as the dance of polarity. So energetic play with masculine and feminine qualities within an individual or with another. For sure, that's broad to come back to you saying, what the fuck is this? Absolutely. And, you know, there's many different sects of it and it's, it's one's experience with it. But yeah, so playing with Kundalini and then doing some, you know, spinal undulations, moving the spine. When we move our spine, we create space for energy to flow up our central channel. And so doing different spinal practices and really connecting the breath with these movements and then like side stretches, we might come up to cat and cow. And then we start to move in a more free way and um, doing a lot of sounding as well. So, you know, it's important to uh, 
not be afraid of what you sound like or look like. That is also mm. like a key of, of what I teach and what I, what I like to practice with myself too. You know, my voice might crack. I might sound like a weird animal or like awkward or whatever the fuck. And it's okay. How can we push past that? How can we continually expand these confines that we are putting ourselves in of what we look like, of how we should look like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How can we push past that? Because when we push past that, it creates evolution in our consciousness and our confidence in our sex life, et cetera. So moving with sound, um, and then we'll do a lot of movements, like kind of like, um, like thrusting, putting cat and cow, um, we'll do standing up shaking. And when, what we're doing is I'll be intentionally guiding people to be releasing trauma from the, their cells, um, that have to do with sexual trauma, confidence. Um, if anyone, for example, touched someone's genitals inappropriately, not even like sexual abuse, although we do that as well, but like, even if someone just touched you too quickly, even if it was consensual, all the things like any moment where there was an infliction of slight dishonor or disrespect or not exactly what you wanted, we will be moving our bodies in a, in a certain way and, and breathing and sighing with that. And as we're releasing that energy and so we'll do different types of movements standing up. And then we also have space for free flow, right? And this might be just me, you know, playing some tracks and and letting people do their thing. It might be me like encouraging people to, okay, we're going to connect with primal. We're going to go into animals. We're going to feel snake. We're going to feel jaguar. We're going to feel shark, jellyfish, bat. I don't know. Or we're going to feel masculine or heavy, or we're going to feel light, you know, just like flowing through a, a variety of experiences uh, that that stimulate senses as well. It's like, God, it sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds like theater school, you it, know, it like does. it, it, it sounds just like reminds me of, of movement class and theater school and like, and, and it, through that, through hearing all of that, it just reminds me of like how, how like liberating and free that, that, style of practice that type of practice really allows you to feel in your body mm -hmm. you know like it, it is like ultimate connection to every cell of your body <clears throat> and like you, it 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 definitely um uh and again i'm equating all this to theater school but like at that time doing a lot of these similar similar activities it like that was a point in life where like there was this this almost just uh, like boundless freedom, you know, like to, to just express yourself in, in, in a really like deeply connected way. Yeah. <clears throat> it sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Sounds like the way everyone should end their day. Yeah. Or yeah. Maybe start or their start day. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or start it and end it. Book end your day with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah totally. I, I'm curious about, uh, and I don't know if you wanted to like touch on that and go deeper there. Whatever, but. You want, whatever, whatever you want. So something that I've been, um, uh, and again, this isn't to make this about me, but, but I, but I'm, I'm selfishly using this conversation with you to like do some, some of my own personal work. So, <laughs> so thanks for being my therapist. Um, uh, uh, I'll invoice you after. Um, so my, uh, my best friend, uh, she just went through a breakup as well. And we've been, we've been spending time together and, um, sort of like commiserating together. And she, she's definitely like the opposite spectrum of me in that when things are hard, she, she very much like flourishes and is, is this like just shining light. Um, and she just started seeing this new person and 
Um, <clears throat> and he sa- he sounds like a really lovely guy. But one of the things that she was saying to me this morning actually was how how sensual he is, mm-hmm. which is something that she didn't have in her previous <clears throat> her previous partnership. And and when she said it, I was like, what does that mean though? Like like how how can one be sensual? Um, because I I don't know I don't know if I would fall into that category. Mostly because I didn't, I don't really understand what she's talking about. So <clears throat> my question for you is like, it sounds like a lot of the work that you do, it's it, it feels like sensual or like sensuality is a really key part of the work that you do. Um, and so uh, I guess my question is, how does one, how what makes what makes a person sensual, and how does one? connect with a deeper part of their own sensuality if it's if it's something that they don't quite like identify with or or that they're not quite familiar with mm-hmm. awesome um but before i answer though i also think it's important for you know everyone listening and and for everyone to to really think too for themselves like i think the first thing that you think of is also probably it you know what I mean? And, and to, to go there with your intuition, with what is sensuality? And usually we, you know, images might pop in our heads and stuff and we can, we can play along those lines. Um, for, for me, sensuality is hmm, such a huge part of connecting with the present moment in a variety of scenarios. So to live a, a sensuous life, to be a sensual person, that exists beyond the bedroom. Obviously, we can be intimate in several different places, but you know, we'll use that as the, the room. Um, we can be sensual with the way we walk in a garden, with the way that we take our time by touching a plant or by really feeling, wow, that texture, it's kind of waxy. Wow, I'm really feeling this this moment by looking in someone's eyes and not in that uncanny way that a lot of people do where it's too long, you didn't ask for it, you know, but just like that, that, that look and then away, but you were really present with someone. We can have moments where we're talking to someone, engaging with someone, and we're not really present with them, not really breathing with them, you know, that is part of sensuality. And, and I think in the context of the bedroom, you know, bringing that present awareness, bring that slow touch. Sometimes it can be fast as well, or, you know, playing with different senses. Uh, even when you, you know, let's say this man in relation to your best friend or whoever it is, you know, touching, touching a cheek, t- touching a neck, like moving that, that piece of hair that's there, but not just moving it for the sake of moving, you know, feeling, breathing mm. with it. That is sexy as hell. You know, and we all have experienced at some point and we're like, oh my God. And we just get full tingles. And we're like, oh, like I'm getting tingles just thinking about it. And it was just literally like a movement of paper or whatever it was, but it's like the presence of it, the intention behind it as well. Intention is, is huge, can really shift everything in your life. And especially in relationships in the bedroom. Uh, yeah. Mm. Turn Me On Podcast, we'll be back after this short break. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online 
you'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mm-hmm. Do you think you you have a little bit of that in you? Do After you? hearing that, I I think I I do. Yeah, like <laughs> I I I think I am I am that again. It's like every, everything everything that I'm thinking about is like in this is coming from this lens of like where I'm at right now, which like I don't feel central right now. I don't feel like I have, mm-hmm. but like that reminder of that um, of how you how to, how you can like incorporate that even into just like any kind of like daily activity and how. Because I feel like something like that is a practice, right? Like to be sensual, which which I I want. Like that's something I most certainly want to to have a quality of in my life. Like I want yeah. I want I want to see myself as a sensual person. I want to be a sensual person, um, because a I feel like again, like we what you said there, Cheyenne was like it. It's one of those tools that you can use to just be more present, and mm-hmm. being present is like is you know my favorite thing to do to be like to spend time with somebody and and be present with them it's i mean to be on the receiving end of that it feels really great and so to give that to someone is is like highly important and so like what are the ways you know and again like speaking to anyone listening to this right now who's in a similar situation like fresh out of a breakup or feeling like you know feeling um like a sense of loneliness or even even from a COVID perspective of like of like feeling like you haven't fucking been social in two years and that you you you're kind of like forgetting how to insert yourself into a social scenario, like utilizing that, reminding yourself that there's like ways that you can be sensual without another person being involved in order to take that quality with you going forward into new experiences and meeting new people and um mm. yeah yeah so anyway that's i i love that that's that's really nice yeah you did you did ask about some practices and as you both have been speaking you know i've i've just thought of some things that people can do right and so present moment right we we hear this a billion times but like how how do we do that in this exact moment okay so we just take a deep breath 
<sighs> right? Notice if there's any gripping in your body right now. For me personally, my hips are actually tight. So, okay, I'm just going to breathe into my hips. <sighs> Relax my jaw. <sighs> breathe down all the way through my legs to the tips of my toes. <sighs> Breathing into my breasts. <sighs> Breathing into my root, my genitals. <sighs> Softening my hips. Softening my anus. Just a simple practice like that. Mm -hmm. Notice how you feel now. Yeah. I personally feel more sensual. Like I yeah, feel, totally. feel here. I feel, I feel ready. I feel alert. I, I feel sexy. Mm. I'm not even talking about anything sexy, but I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like even just that short little, little exercise, like breathing along with you, it, it, it reminds me of, of like moments when, you know, um, like moments when you're like, if you've, and for anyone who's never done this before or isn't really familiar with, but like moments when you're high on psilocybin or like LSD and you have this sort of like this, this slight moment where you're just, you're not really paying attention to anything else or anyone else around. You're just kind of like in your own body, in your own head. And you're noticing these, oh, wow. My, like I never noticed how my shoulder makes contact with the carpet that way when I lay on the floor or like whatever. And it's yeah. this, you it, like, it is a little bit of like, you feel a little high, like a little, yeah, a little bit, uh, a little bit sort of a little bit spaced out, but like in a really present sense, it's quite I, nice. I, I have a feeling of seeing like looking through my eyes from a deeper place in my body. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Beautiful. But, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's not just like, you know, me and then everything else, all of a sudden it's like, oh, and I'm in my body and I'm in this room and yeah. Far less superficial yeah in terms of just like mm -hmm. existing. Yeah. Wow. I love that. So you work with individuals. I was reading testimonials on your site and they're, they were mind blowing. I, I was going to read some of them, but I won't, I won't read off my computer screen right now, but people have used words, you know, transformative. Um, they've said things like, you know, magic. They referenced long periods of time that you spend with people. You work with people for many hours sequentially, mm -hmm. like in a row. Yeah. Um, what, what are those types of experiences best for? What do you use? What do you do with people in that time? I, great. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so with long experiences, I think the testimonials you might've been looking at were from plant medicine ceremonies that I, that I host. Um, in those, ex what do we use those for? I mean, a lot of the time people come to me who feel like they're stuck and that they're in some kind of stagnation and they, they feel this thing over here and they, but they just, they don't see a way to get to that. And that is not, um, like an actual goal 
it's more of, I feel this energy. I feel like I'm powerful or there, there's something coming, but I don't know what yet. And I just feel really stuck in relationship and job and whatever. And I, I need help with, with that. And so that's what I help with is, is like unlocking blockages in, in people and helping them move energy throughout their body. So with these ceremonies that I do, and I do rituals as well, they're sober as well. Uh, but in these rituals, I mean, we always start off with, with consent, actually with consent, with, with protection of our energy, learning how to ground, then we'll get into, you know, meditation, visualization. The movement is, is really key. And um, but with ceremonies, I also use sound bowls. I sing, I channel, I dance. So as is the way of the feminine and really connect, which is like this flowing Shakti energy, I too will be in flow. So there is no strict rehearsal of what this is going to be down to the meditation or visualization. I'll sit with someone, listen to them talk for a bit and tune in essentially. That, that's what I call it. I just tune into their energy and then I will start with perhaps some sound or perhaps the visualization and, and I, yeah, these experiences are, are really powerful. Um, I, sometimes I'll channel different words or messages for them. Uh, past life regression has come through. So has, uh, channeling different, like going into different <laughs> realms and, and whatnot. A lot, a lot can come through and a lot might just be quite simple in some ways, you know, it really depends person to person and where they're at. I'm, I'm not about to blast someone open with like some crazy shit, you know, if they're, if they're not ready for that. Um, so yeah, it might involve even, even, um, consent with themselves, which is also really, really big. <clears throat> um, like for like my hands here, uh, breathe, you know, breathing into, let's say I've had sexual trauma and someone, you know, has raped me or has, was pulled me on my breast or something like that. So just breathing with that, like asking your breasts, Hey, I'm here right now. Is it okay? If I just sit with you for a moment, can I just tune in with you? Can I, can I be in your presence for a moment? You know, just listening for that response that, that yes or no, or maybe from, from different body parts, you know, and then let's say they say yes. Okay. Is it, do I have permission from you? I want to give you breasts the most honor and the most respect. Do I have permission to do some deep healing with you or just some healing, gentle healing? Listen, wait, pause, consent. Yes, no, maybe. Yes, okay. And then breathing there, even just, you know, placing your hands over, over an area of your body, just breathing there, just feeling that presence, not touching it yet, you know. The, the, like I've, I've done that for an hour with a client once before where they were doing it to themselves, where they had been sexually assaulted and they couldn't have anyone touch their neck, you know, and, and we just went through that practice and breathing through then, then I would place my hand just a, like four inches away breathing. And I could feel the energy. I could feel where it was hot, where this person had touched her and grabbed her. Okay. We're not going there. We're just breathing, just breathing here with you. I'll consent, you know, and go, going through a practice like that. That is one example. Um, but yeah, people can, people have had Kundalini awakenings in my uh, sessions and, and through channeling and, and activations and then energy starts moving through them. Mm. That yeah. sounds really wild. I haven't had any, I've never had any experience with a plant medicine ceremony, although many of my loved ones, including Jeremy, um, have, and 
like have I have deep respect for for that, but I find it, and I don't know why, but I find it really scary, and um, I don't do a lot of psychedelics uh, either, um, but yeah, my sister who who she'll sometimes host ceremonies. Mm. Um, she lives in Salt Spring, and she'll sometimes host them, and she's she's definitely. Um, someone who I, I think is probably the person I would most trust to go into that and and be present and have her be present for that. Um, but I I can't quite tell what it is because I it's not so much a fear of <clears throat> I don't know what it is. It's not like a fear of losing touch with reality or a loss of control. I don't think. But my sister has like marketed um this to me as like if there's ever a time in your life where you're feeling really stuck or you're feeling really Mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't know if she would say like in the void or something like that but just as it being a a bridge (laughs) sort of a, a a bridge to to healing and based on the experience that you've had jeremy that you've told me about um it seems the first word that comes to mind is like heavenly. It seems yeah. like it is a, I'm already, I already consider myself someone who isn't afraid of death, mm-hmm. but it does, it almost seems like it merges life and death and makes them indiscernible from one another based yeah. on the way I've, I've heard you describe yeah. it. I mean, it definitely can for right. sure. Not, uh, but I wouldn't say like exclusively that is the experience, but most certainly that, that, that can be a very, very big, do, do you think, do you think like the, your, your, your hesitance comes from the, um, like I heard you say, like, it's not a, a loss, like it, it, it's not coming from a place of loss of control, which I think is really, um, is really is a really good way of not, I, I, I would understand why someone might be hesitant because of that thought. Um, but, but also I, I, I like having gone there an, a number of times, um, it's, I think loss of control is oftentimes conflated with like just opening Pandora's box. And, mm-hmm. and although that box might open, it doesn't mean that you have, you are out, completely out of control but those two things are very similar in terms of the way that we like think about it. And so I'm wondering if it, if it's coming from that place of like this idea of opening up a box that you just yes, most certainly are not ready to open, you know, <laughs> like, it, like that, that box is sealed for a reason. And like opening that box might just be, um, is too hard for me to wrap my head around in this moment. Like, is, is that where, where it comes from? Yeah. Because as you're explaining this, I'm feeling uh, a bit of overwhelm. I can tell. Yeah. yeah, your eyes are getting watery. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it is. It, it's maybe it's more of a. I don't know if fear is the right word, but my emotions are very strong. Yeah. And I don't like losing control of them. Yeah. I don't like the idea of weeping, although I do it regularly. Yeah. Um, I don't like the idea of being overwhelmed yeah 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 so again it's like the different there, there's a there's a there's a stark difference between over being overwhelmed 
and and not having control. Mm-hmm. And That's that fair. overwhelmment mm-hmm. is most certainly uh, accurate. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it, again, in, in my own my own experience, like oh, it, it is overwhelming, most certainly. But it's never out of control, you know, and that's the but but I think that's the thing that people confuse and and which is which is why a lot of people are are quite hesitant to actually like take that dive. Um, But the 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 embracing that the overwhelmment of. I don't even know if overwhelmment is a word, but the overwhelm embracing overwhelm Mm -hmm. is is like as soon as you're ready for that then then that's like that that's the key sign that like mm-hmm. okay then you're ready to to give this a go mm-hmm. i, I yeah. mean i i i'm i'm just speaking from someone who doesn't mm-hmm. who doesn't lead or anything like i just at straight up as a practitioner but like what are your what are your thoughts on all, all of that yeah that was, that was really beautiful to just hearing what you both were saying yeah i really really appreciated all of that uh yeah so with the, what you we were just saying in regards to embracing the overwhelm, that ties to what we were speaking about in the beginning. Can we embrace the void, right? Mm. Because each each emotion or or experience that we're going through is in life, it's like also connecting to the present moment. This is it. Like this is the experience, and in that present moment, we also know it's a fact that this too shall pass. That everything changes, right? That is the only constant in the universe that everything will change. So, okay. Can we face that overwhelm? Can we let the storm come through us and brace it knowing that we might feel like it will never end, but we also know that it always will. Right. And, and, and face it. Um, there's also this incredible book by Stephen Pressfield. I don't know if you've read it, the, um, war of art. And, no, but I've oh seen that pop up recently go buy it right after this. Like, honestly, it life-changing book, huge, huge initiation and very easy read. And, and it, it's great. And so this book, he talks about the, the power of resistance and how that, which we resist in life is exactly what we should look at. Right. So if you think about it, even from a personal level to a greater level, the conversations that you're scared to have in your relationship are the exact ones that you need to have immediately, (laughs) you know, otherwise it wouldn't fear it. Otherwise it'd be all good. But when you're like, Oh God, I don't like, you need to go do that to greater things. Perhaps I don't, I don't know what, what your dreams are in life or, or maybe before you dove into the dreams in your life, you know, that resistance for me, it was resistance to pursuing art. I was like, I can't do it. All the things, all the excuses over and over. There's a billion reasons of why I shouldn't be doing art. And that's a, like, I need to do it because I fear it so much, you know, and, and what, and that again is creating that domino effect. And that is what creates expansion in ourselves. It's what creates better orgasms. Like ultimately it's like this spiritual psychological work that, that is also what creates more pleasure. We think it's like, Oh, learn how to give a hand up. Nah, man. It's like, how can we break through ourselves? And that's, that's breaking through the matrix. It's breaking through the, the, the cages that we place ourselves in. Mm. And that is what liberates us. That's what makes, what, what enables us to have orgasms on the spot to be energetically in tune to be sensual all the time so that the wind caresses your body and you feel that rush of pleasure so when you hear that bird song you can literally orgasm from it this is what happens to me now you know and you can just be in touch with nature you don't need anyone else you're totally magnetizing all of that energy and it's like this this continual fountain of life force energy I, I really enjoy uh, the art that is on your website. I watched some of your videos and looked at your photography. And um, 
I just wondering kind of what, you know, obviously we've talked about Tantra, we've talked about um, Kundalini um, activation. What else, what other purpose, does, does art serve other purposes for you? Like what, why film? Why spoken word? Like where does all this come from? Uh, question. So with spoken word, so I started doing spoken word about, um, I was going to say heavily again, uh, more intensely about um, five years ago. And so, because I, I have scoliosis, so I have chronic pain. And so my whole life, I wanted to be a dancer, you know, in Alvin Ailey or some big modern dancer jazz company. And because of my structural body, I couldn't do that. Um, and so that has caused me an enormous amount of grief in my life and, and depression and humiliation and why me and I'm being punished, et cetera, et cetera. And, and yet I still felt like there was just so much creativity pouring through me. And so I thought, okay, how can I still perform or how can I create that isn't hard on my body? And so that's when I got into spoken word where I just thought I I need to do this and I need to create an outlet. So then you know, I do dance as well. Um, however, I'm not doing it as much as I would if I were in a company, right? So I, I my body's okay. And so, yeah, I started doing spoken word and then started adding music with it and it kind of just developed into performance, which is what I call it because it, the, the, the pieces that I, that I write, I'm currently working on an EP and they're all pretty spiritual. Like none of the tracks in this EP are about like break up really or about anything it's really about like connection to god or connection to the universe connecting to you something greater than um whatever it is that you resonate with that that feeling um and yeah so that that to me it, it's it's like creativity and sexuality are two sides of the same coin mm. right we, we like making love can, like can create a child right can create a human and it can also create pleasure and it's sex you know what i mean so that it's kind of the same thing, just two sides of it, Mm. which, and when you, so when you develop more in your creativity as well, you can apply certain practices in the bedroom and vice versa. Like Mm -hmm. the more we express our voice, our, our, our expression in whatever way we can get more comfortable expressing or exploring maybe, I don't know, kink, maybe whatever it is as well. Mm. Wow, I'm really just feeling super inspired right now. Yeah. Um, I know this sort of takes us back to something that you said in the beginning, but we kind of brushed over it. And I feel like some of our listeners will have picked up on it and been like, why didn't you ask um, about, uh, you said the void, you you talked about the void and also work with the womb. And mm-hmm. can, you, can you explain that a, a little bit more, like that relationship? Sure. So, uh, the womb is the, the portal of creation, right? It's where spirit comes into matter and the womb is, it it is this, when I say portal of creation, I also, uh, it is also symbolized, you know, in, in different lineages, like the, the, the Isis Magdalene priestess lineage that I am also a part of, you know, um, as the black hole, right. And it can, create from nothing seemingly right it is this 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 organ this of of waters in it right and there's nothing there and and or like not a a lot of things there there obviously are things there but then it just creates right and it and when the seed comes then it can just create anything so um it's like 
And if you think of the, the, the medicine wheel and the womb medicine wheel, you have all the different elements, right? You have fire, water, earth, air, and then ether, spirit is in the center of it all. And like the others, none of them exist without the other, right? And so that zero point is, is connected with the womb, right? Which will then create something to experience the elements from the center it creates. And then there is a body that has earth, fire, air, um, wind, and, and water in there. Wow. I love that. We, I'm studying massage therapy right now. And we, this term, we went from the chemical level of organization to the cellular level to all the body systems. And I dream at night basically of these systems. And um, one of the things I most like to daydream about is, uh, is like microcosm and macrocosm so you say black hole and you know and Jeremy's really into space stuff so then I'm like picturing a black hole and I'm imagining that black hole is like is the portal to the next life where all the things we think are separate like planets and bodies they you know cells cells divide and and bind together and create specialized tissues and then when all of that's constructed we like go through we go through the we go through the vaginal canal or, or are, are out of it. And I just, I'm just like picturing like the whole universe contracting into a one unit. And Someday. Someday soon. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's exactly <laughs> how I envision it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Cheyenne, uh, I mean, it's, it's, this is, um, this is one of those conversations that just really reminds me of why why art is such a vital part of our lives, not just from from a standpoint of like of you know scratching that creative itch, but like from from the, from the viewpoint of 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 how it ties into every aspect of our being, and uh, and. So for that, for that reminder, thank you. It, uh, this has been a real treat to be able to talk to you and, and explore the work that you do and be reminded why we love, um, you know, our bodies and we love these different modalities of, of, of how people approach uh, the body and what the body can do and, and how we can explore that in all these different ways. Um, how can people find your work? How can people stay up to date with what you're up to? Um, let, let us know where, where people can find you. Mm, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, so you can find me on my website, CheyenneSapphire.com, and then also on Instagram. So there's a little bit of a spelling change. Uh, it's Cheyenne, same spelling, and then Sapphire with two I's at the end. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I actually just took a little break, but I'll be back on. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, I can see lots of my art there. I'm on YouTube as well. There's some free tantric dance classes and some of my uh, performance videos as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. This has been really, really fun. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to talk with you. Hello, folks. 
Hello. Uh, that was a that was such a dreamy conversation. Yeah. It was right up my. I almost cried. Did you? Yeah. Do you oh, remember right. when we were when we were talking about? I think we were talking about um like drugs, like facilitated spiritual. Oh yeah. Journeys, and I oh, got yeah. really overwhelmed. You did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, "Is she getting overwhelmed?" I can't really quite tell. You can't and tell. It, My eyes get so wide so because I'm yeah. just trying to hold the tears in them. Yeah. I don't know why I get so sketched out about that. Why did you get overwhelmed, though? I think I just got overwhelmed. Like the thought of like, yeah, I right. think so. I just yeah. like I think I was also in a bit of a heightened emotional state that day. I don't remember why, but yeah, you know, it's a roller coaster. Life is a roller coaster. Life is a highway. Love that song. And I'm gonna ride it all, all night, long. night long. Um, life is a fucking highway, man, and I'm riding it right now. Are you? Are you enjoying it? I'm. Fucking driving with the top down, going 200 kilometers per hour. <laughs> That's not safe. Yeah, it's awesome. That's definitely... It's exciting. ...hazardous to your health. No. I have zero need for speed, so... No, but there's, but there's no one else on the highway. Oh, it's an empty highway? Yeah, it's a test... Yeah. It's a controlled test track. Hmm. Okay, that makes, that makes a difference. Yeah, <laughs> so I can do... I can just, I can How do, do I get on that highway? Because that is something that I do... I'll tell you how. Um, so you're in love. <laughs> Just cut right to the chase. <laughs> hey, man. No. Hey. Are we, are we not going to talk about it? How quickly is a, how is a quickly is a normal amount of time to fall in love? In? You know what? That's, I actually been asking myself that fucking yeah. question. Because a lot I don't of think times. There is, I don't think there is. There's no. It's bullshit. Because you can grow into you love. Grow into, we grew into love. Yeah. We knew each other for a good long time, and, and it, yeah. it grew into love. Yeah, that's true. And according to our astrological signs uh, that we were just looking at before, we have the type of love that I read that does tend to grow yeah. stronger over time. Wait, how do you? So you know this by something you read? Well, there? I, I I did like a Capricorn and Pisces like oh, okay. in in relationship, and yeah. those are of course our sun signs, uh, yes. the ones that most people think of when they think of you know wanting to read their horoscope or whatever. But of course, there's the moon sign, the Libra, ri- the, the rising, rising ascendant, the uh, Mercury <laughs> sign, the Venus sign, the Mars sign, Jupiter sign, Saturn sign, or Uranus sign, and uh, Neptune and Pluto sign. But a lot of the time, the one that people really want to know are your sun, your moon, and your rising. Yeah. When it comes to just generally, I mean, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I only learned uh, uh, any of this. Um, you basically spit on me if I even want to read you your horoscope. But no, I don't. The- hey, oh. no, 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 no. I, I actually, I always really enjoyed you reading my horoscope. But I also, for a long time, very much poo-pooed all this like fucking wishy-washy, airy fairy, like. You know, woo-woo bullshit. But we're all just trying to figure out our place in the universe. That's right. And let me say, let me say, I used to poo-poo that. However, also, yoga instructor, pretty spiritual person. Yeah. It's really goes to other dimensions on DMT. So it like, who am I to actually poo-poo that? It's more so a joke. And uh, and in my previous relationship. It was the first time I ever like got introduced to tarot, and That's I really right. loved it. I loved it because it was like it's a fun like game, you kind know? of like intention setting. Yeah, to me, I, I, I probably said this in the show, but it's like gamified therapy, right? You know, it's like yeah. it's like, like playing a card game, card game of self therapy, right? Okay. Well, um, 
so yes, I am in love. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it's really, I'm just so fucking happy and so over the moon and so into this person. It's stupid. But when we on our, uh, uh, oddly enough, it seems to be a trend with me on first dates. Uh-huh. Um, Kira was like, uh, her name's Kira. Uh, she was like, what, what are your, like, what's your sign? <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, oh, Capricorn, I guess. She's like, yeah, but like, what are your, like, what's your rising? And I was like, well, fuck, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. So she was like, find out what time you were born. So I texted my mom. I said, mom, what time, what time was I born? And uh, my mom responded, nope, stop talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. She didn't. But uh, that's a meme that's been going around. And I thought that was really funny because I saw that meme the day after I texted and my I'm mom. And I'm sure that. you have. It's not the first time you've asked your mom because I'm sure I've asked her so, before. Yeah, sure, yeah. So she told me, she was like, you were born 12.58 in the morning. And so I, so Kira. Midnight, late night guy. Late You've night been a boy. late night boy your whole life. Or, or, early, or an early boy, depending on who you ask. Um. So Kira went to, brought me to this website. And I think this is pretty fitting for this episode since okay. we just talked about uh, fucking tantric body love. All right, know? let's talk about energy then. We'll talk about some more energy. Um. Some so planet, I brought up my birth chart data for Tuesday, January 5th, 1988. And me and Kira went through it. And um, so she was like, all right, so you've, you, you know, I'm a Capricorn. Yep. She's also a Capricorn. I, look, folks. That's not. Is that bad? It's not great. <laughs> but I don't know that. I only know that because, you know, I spent a lot of time, not a lot of time, but I've occasionally checked in pretty much with everyone I've dated. How do these signs? And yeah. I don't ever think that like and like are that great together. But anyway, well, hey, me. But hey, she's a, she's a December Capricorn. Right, and you're and a January Capricorn. And that should change. Like, she probably wasn't even a Capricorn. Remember that thing happened? No, that... Uh, that thing happened, though. We don't talk about it. I know, but it happened. They were like, if you were born in these areas of whatever months, like, yeah. you're actually kicked back to whatever... You, you, you're not what you thought you were this whole time, or whatever the fuck that was. Which, what was that? Was that because, like, we decided Pluto wasn't a planet? I don't know if it had something to do with Pluto or not, but... Anyway. So, anyway, she's a December Capricorn, and I'm a January Capricorn, and everyone knows that those are two very different Capricorns, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's right? like an a, like a March Pisces and a and a February Pisces. Well, okay. So here's this. This is actually this is going to be telling, right? So we so we did my thing. Your chart. My, my, yeah, my chart, my birth chart. And um, there's this so this site called JustAstrologyThings.com. Actually, like you should do it. It's pretty fun. Uh-huh. So you find it at the time you're born. You put your fucking. You got to know the time. You got to know the location. And also, this website doesn't seem to like all locations because it has no idea where Prince Rhode Island is. It, yeah, yeah. You get, like, if you were born somewhere small, then good luck. Um, so I brought mine up, and we, we were going through it. And they do these, like, so you could do your son. My, so my son is Capricorn, right? So you click son is Capricorn. And it has, like, a little breakdown of what that means. So yeah. I'll, read, I'll read a little bit of this. Uh, so Capricorn is the 10th sign of the Zodiac, and these folks are all about hard work. Uh, people born under the sign are glad to work a full day in the office, knowing that it will take a lot of those days to achieve success. I mean, that, hey, is that not me? That's you. Uh, all of this is fine by them because Capricorns are determined and ambitious. That's me. Uh, they know they will make it. They That's see life as you. a big project and adapt to it. I mean, <laughs> fuck, is that not me? Have you never read anything about yourself no, before no, as a never, Capricorn? Never. <laughs> All I've ever heard with I've this read shit so much about is you. you just reading like the, yep. the horoscopes in the back of like the alt weekly mm-hmm. just before Dan Savage. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they Capricorns are also very practical. They uh, and they finish tasks one step at a time and stay realistic in their endeavors. Also, uh, these people are very dedicated to their goals, nearly to the point of stubbornness. <sighs> hey, how about that? Okay, so the goat. Love that. I love that I'm the goat. Like, the oh, gra- yeah. The greatest of all time is, oh, sorry, no. The goat is the symbol of the Capricorn, uh, and it represents these people well. Goats want to climb to the top of the mountain, just as how Capricorns want to reach the top of their That's chosen That's so silly. Field. Like, you jump all over the place. Yeah, totally. Love being things. in high places. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't look too bad with a goatee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they want fame, success, money, and prestige. I mean... Yeah, I've always wanted fame. I love fame. (laughs) Uh, Making it to the top isn't always easy, though. So it's likely that the goat will rub some people the wrong way during their route. Very much me as well. Thinking about like sick boy and trying to make that a thing. And you were like, man, you are dropping the ball in life right now, buddy. You gotta (laughs) fucking pick your socks up. Capricorns can be domineering, maybe even a little bit egotistical. Yeah. Uh, But to them, it's all part of being a leader with new ideas. Okay, so that's. That sounds a lot like me, right? Yeah. Saturn, my favorite planet, rules Capricorn. What the fuck? Didn't know that. Uh, in ancient Roman mythology, Saturn was the father of multiple uh, multiple gods, kind of like the top of the food chain. This parallels the Capricorn sun sign. The goat wants to be the top, and they they're intelligent enough to know that they have to work for it. Okay, yada yada yada. Whatever. Yeah. So that's like the sun. That's your sun. That's the sun thing. So I, I read that and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. But then. Do you read your moon? Kira was like, well, let's read your moon. I yeah. was like, okay, so we go through the moon. The moon rules moods and emotions. Moods and emotions. I'm a Capricorn moon. You're a Capricorn moon. Okay, yeah. so I'm a, I'm a Cancer moon. Okay, tell me about your Cancer moon. The placement of the moon in your chart determines your inner self. It shapes your soul and what you need to feel emotionally secure. It controls what goes on below the surface of your personality. The moon sign may influence how strongly your sun sign is expressed which is why people with the same Zodiac sun sign may behave differently. So when I read that, I was like, oh, this, this is going to say some stuff. This is going to. This is your shadow. This might tell me stuff that I don't want to know. Yeah. Your moon sign is cancer. Of all the moon signs, cancer is the most subjective position. The moon rules cancer. So it is at home here. The moon is the natural ruler of the sign. Cancer moons have deep empathetic emotions. Mm-hmm. With the moon at home in the sign of cancer, people with the sign are very in touch with the emotions of both themselves and others. They feel emotionally fulfilled when they protect, support, and nurture the people around them, as well as their family and home matters are secure. The strong empathy of a cancer moon makes them easily influenced by the feelings of others. Now, is this not sounding a little bit like uh, what was the thing that I thought that I was when I, when I codependent, codependent, that sounds kind of codependent, right? Mm-hmm. Which I definitely have like some tendencies, maybe, maybe, but maybe it's just my cancer is a moon. Maybe it's just your cancer moon. The strong empathy of a cancer moon makes them easily influenced by the feelings. Of, okay. Um, so it's important for cancer moon to discern their own feelings and needs from, from, uh, from those of others, which is, uh, that's hard for me. Being a water sign, cancer moons tend to be sensitive, definitely sensitive, and driven by emotions, definitely that. Similar to the ocean's waves, their feelings ebb and flow, yep, making them a bit moody at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the crab, this sign may hide their emotions from others until they are comfortable enough to come out of their shell. Very true. Very true. Uh, This sign also is known to be very imaginative and creative, and these endeavors are a good emotional outlet for them. I mean, come on. In relationships, a cancer moon needs someone to provide a balance between being strong and sensitive. 
Cancer moons nurture their parent, their partners, but require the same in return. Now that was me to a T. Mm-hmm. And as we were reading this, I was going, Uh-oh. this is kind of weird. Yeah. This is a little weird. So then we go to my rising, yeah, which is Libra. About that. Libra rising. So um, the rising or the ascendant is known as the mask one wears when meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And it takes in both appearance and personality, which is why some may identify with their ascendant more than they do with their own sun sign. Right. Makes sense. Uh, the rising sign represents the first personality traits people exhibit naturally or in uncomfortable situations. So it seems like uh, it seems as if everyone likes it seems as if everyone likes Libra ascendants. Okay. You don't you, what? I why? Well, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like when people meet me for the first time, they, they always like yeah, they like yeah, you. that's yeah. true. Okay. Uh, they simply appear to be charming, reasonable, and nice. I I seem to appear those ways to most people <laughs> when they first meet me. Look somewhat nearer at their lives, however, and these pleasant individuals may have had many issues in their relationships. Hmm. Uh, Some of them have had a series of relationships and it very well may be difficult to envision why this sign attracts people to them effortlessly. Plus they typically cannot stand being single or alone. What? (laughs) (laughs) Libra risings typically seem to be smoothing everything over. They have enchanting an enchanting smile. Thank you a delicate approach with others, and an easygoing look. I'd say a pretty easygoing look. Uh, regardless of whether they were born with great looks, they are alluring. Now, that hit me big time. Because I, I don't think I'm actually a very attractive person, but I think that I come off as more attractive than I really am because I am <laughs> a pretty like warm... But that's part of attraction. Are you just talking yes. about... F- you're, you yeah, don't yeah I don't like look like you're... Brad Pitt. Is what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like have the, you know, if you look at if you look at me, Brian and Taylor doing the podcast, Brian and Taylor are very handsome, and I'm like on the side here. Look, I, I don't look bad, but like I'm not I'm not some fucking underwear model like Brian, right? Um, <laughs> most give careful consideration to their own appearance. I'm super, super that. Uh, yes, the hues they wear, their hair, the manner in which they walk, all that stuff. Libra Rising's individuals can be immensely influential in spite of the fact that they will quite often utilize a delicate approach when they need to persuade others, which is constantly an inclination to pass the buck and keep up that nice guy image is one of their worst qualities. Nevertheless, they make amazing mediators and will also be the first to help you. Okay, so we get to this point in the uh, the date yeah. where we're doing this shit and I'm yeah. going the fuck is this witchcraft? Yeah. What's going on here? So I was like, Kira, show me something, like show me someone else. Like I want to, I like, let's well, let me read you yours. Mine. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I feel there's a little bit about this. That's like telling someone about a dream that you had. Like it's, if it's not relevant, sure. To the you're like, listening. I don't fucking care. Yeah. But the reason I wanted to hear somebody else's like yours right yeah. now is because I was going, I'm going to hear this and I, I'm probably going to go, Oh, well, that relates to me, too. So, right. like, this is fucking stupid. Like, it doesn't, they, they write this so that it doesn't matter it's what they fucking to write. Everybody. Everyone goes, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell, I'll, let me read you the parts, just a handful of parts about me. So, my son is in Pisces. I'm a, I've always called myself a Pisces. What uh, is Pisces? Pisces is, what do you mean? Like, uh, I'm a goat. What's the Pisces? Fish. Two, oh, in yeah, swimming yeah. in opposite directions. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, these people are spiritual, selfless, and focused on their inner goals. 
They are very attuned to their emotions as feelings basically define this zodiac sign. That's okay. that's me. That's you. Um, very attuned to their emotions. Um, it's it's common for Pisces to be in tune with their emotions as well as the inner feelings of others. They have exceptional intuition and are often thought of as dreamers. Um, uh, a, a pair of fish is the symbol of Pisces, which means that these people don't make waves and go with the flow. Jupiter and Neptune rule Pisces. Um, I love Neptune. Yeah, you do. When Neptune, um, Neptune was discovered recently, it was associated with this sign. Uh, blah, 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 charitable, spiritually oriented, very compassionate, can easily sympathize with others. However, a lot of them, uh, of us may have trouble distinguishing fact from fantasy as their dreams mix with reality. Huh. Is that uh, you? Does that speak to you? I think so. A Pisces Ooh. is likely to wear rose colored glasses. Literally the best sunglasses I have ever owned. And I have never, are my Maui gym rose-colored sunglasses they oh, made yeah. they improved my mood yeah incredibly um so yeah so just like a lot of emotions a lot of dreaming you know and and if i'm feeling lost it's likely for a pisces to fall into procrastination and lethargy mm. um so just like feeling frozen and not able to do anything at all um uh so we have an almost psychic nature curious and unconscious dreams give them a very strong intuition uh um blah 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 let's move on to so you reading that stuff there was a lot of that that i was like that ain't me right but is it me yeah it sounds like you sounds like me okay let's move on to my moon the one that rules emotions and moods i'm a capricorn moon Ooh. all right so capricorn capricorn moons stable ambitious traditional and disciplined um, it says it, disciplined. it says very business oriented, which I don't think I am, but I am inclined <laughs> strongly towards like entrepreneurial, like, I feel like that's what I want to do, yeah. but I'm inhibited, I think by mm, yeah. my other side. I'm going to step in there though. I mean, you've been handling our taxes for years <laughs> and I can't. Right. And you, and I'm sure, I'm sure you don't love doing it, but you also do it really well. I, well, that so. remains to be seen because we just hired a bookkeeper <laughs> yeah, who's going to yeah. correct all my problems. We'll find out once we get audited. Uh, capable, reliable, in crisis. Literally yes. yesterday, yeah. Todd was like, you can't handle a lot of basic day-to-day things, but someone dies or gets like yeah. mortally ill, yeah. you're amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that pretty much relates to me. Um, uh, public image is important. Um I don't really necessarily emotion like feel that way, but uh, I love to be relied on. Um, I'm hardworking. I set the bar hard, high for myself. Hard for me to relax, um, which is all true. I literally realized mm. over the last two years of living with Todd that I don't ever sit down. Yeah, you're always puttering. Always doing something. Yeah. Um, and then we've gotten we've got our rising. Right, and Which, that is the and the rising is the hold on is the the mask we wear. Yeah, when meeting new people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Leo, just <laughs> like a Leo sun sign, a Leo rising individual, they like to be noticed. Um, and I read this too. They were they emanate an uncommon energy and attraction that grabs others' interests. Occasionally, this is because they're noisy, but other times it's because of a regal attitude that just grabs attention from others. And that is, I think. 
describes me. I think that I, I've always positioned myself like, oh, I come off kind of cold and unapproachable, mm. but I have heard other people describe it as like being very composed and yes. elegant. Um, Leo ascendants are exceptionally self-aware and body cognizant. They are intensely mindful that, of others and how they you. come off. Likewise, these individuals are particularly conscious of their own uh, I don't feel like this is me. Backdrop. They consider how their friend group and the situations they're in affect their own personal image. That doesn't, I don't think so. Although I will say. Break that down for me. Uh, uh, so like how my friend group yeah. is doing reflects on me. Like if they're doing cool shit, then like I'm also a cool person. I think that's how I, that's uh, how I, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is in a way somewhat fair because I like that all my friends are weirdos and do super weird shit. Yeah. Um, and it makes me feel very at home. Um, Leo Risings often feel like they're in front of an audience, even in the security of their own homes, which is most definitely when I'm sweeping, I'm singing, like I'm on stage, right. you know, I'm dancing constantly. I love being home alone, performing for my imaginary audience. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I feel like. It's very trippy. But it's And some of it, like even when you were talking about your signs, I was like, I mean, that just, it seems like you. Yeah. It doesn't seem like me. Right. Like, yeah, right. My signs don't really, don't resonate don't with really you. fit with me. That's, that's weird. That's weird to me. That's weird to me. I love what that. What does that mean? Every time you start dating someone new, you accept a new thing that you've previously shunned. Yeah. Well, it's so. so more <laughs> open-minded. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. And that's what happens when you date multiple people. You start to learn things about yourself. Uh, Kira, I don't think Kira's very like, she, I don't think she's like a super horoscope person, like birth chart yeah. person. I could be wrong, but I, I didn't get the sense that like, this is like, she knows all this shit. Like about all of her friends. No, like, like my friend, Emily, Emily's like, right. Emily could be like, Emily wouldn't need to read this. Right. She could be like, I'll tell you, like, <laughs> if you tell me what fucking time you're born, I'll tell you what your rising is. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Kira's on that level. Okay. I think it was like she was just like this is a fun this is a fun thing I like saw recently and I'm curious about what yeah. it says about you, but it, it's what's really what's really kind of cool like if you're someone who's going on like a first date yeah there is something especially if it's a first date and you're like oh I, I like I I really vibe with this person it's really like I hope I would like to see them again it's a fun thing to kind of go through to get a sense of like are are we like. Is there compatibility here? Like I'm gonna yeah. read. Like I was reading this. These things going. Fuck me. This is all me. And part of me was going. Is she hearing this and going? Oh. Uh oh. You're like that's what you're like. <laughs> you know. Or was she going? Oh, that's what you're like. I like that. Mm. I don't know. They all have darks. Like everybody's. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah. Shadows. No anything. One's, no one's perfect. I remember that thing that uh, it's so funny because I remember learning this in acting school and I've said it to lots of other people in my life. And recently I've had it repeated back to me as if I've never heard about, as if the person I told it to had heard it not from me and was telling me that your assets are often also your liabilities. Right. Remember we talked, we would talk about that in acting school sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of our teachers would parrot that at us. Like and your I've, greatest strengths can be your greatest downfall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and that's fuck. I know. You know. Uh, we should, we should read our Mars though. Okay, why? Because your Mars sign represents your deep primal energy. It is the assertive driving force behind your actions. It defines your instincts, aggression, and sexuality. Okay. Which I think is kind of fitting for Turn Me On. Yeah. So my Mars sign, what's yours? Well, I just closed the chart, so hang on. I got to go back. Okay, mine's Scorpio. 
What is that, a scorpion? Which planet are we doing? Mars. Mars. Mine is Scorpio, too. Oh, all right. So this is for both of us. Your Mars sign is in Scorpio. Scorpio Mars likes a challenge. When they decide to do something, they will do it with all of the passion they have. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They have a strong willpower. Yep. They are formidable opponents, though they may not ha- ha- be very loud and brash. Outwardly, they appear very calm. However, under the surface, they may be very emotional. Yep. Scorpio Mars doesn't show this side of them very much. They are good at exploiting others because they can <laughs> see through people. Uh-oh. It is very true. Mars and Scorpio people like to test themselves. They will set many goals for themselves so that they can feel satisfaction in accomplishing them. They may be proactive, but in a quiet, controlled way. The ones with low self-confidence may be loathsome. Their self-hatred can be turned outward to manipulate others in order to make themselves feel better. This sign understands that life isn't fair and accepts that. Yeah. That's, yep. That's pretty, uh, That's pretty bang on. Pretty bang on. So if you want to check your out, you got to... You know, if you got a mom, you got to find out when you were born. You got to go, mom, what, what time, time was I born? Uh, uh, this new person a, I'm dating. A girl didn't ask me. Yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> website is just, just yeah. astrologythings.com. Yeah. I'm sure there's better websites. So if you are um, a birth chart person and you want to reach out and give us a better resource, and we would happen to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun little, uh, it was a fun little thing. It's funny because, like, it gives you, I don't know, how many sign, how many different signs are there? Approximately 24 different, like, your Mars is in Scorpio, your Jupiter's in Capricorn, your Saturn's in Scorpio, like, whatever. There's a whole list of well, them. It gives you your, your house two, house three, house four. House 12, all the way up to house house 12. MC. I wonder what that is. Um, Noble node. Well. Or, sorry, north node. But it's interesting. I Because, like, uh, like, on mine, I'm looking at, I can see, like, couple of them are three of them are pisces a handful of them are aquarius like i wonder what's not in here mine's all over the fucking map is it everywhere yeah like capricorn like sun capricorn moon cancer mercury capricorn venus aquarius mars scorpio jupiter aries saturn and uranus sagittarius we go back to capricorn for neptune pluto scorpio pisces leo libra scorpio i mean i feel like probably everyone has it all over the map right because it's all it's all dependent on, I mean, I don't know. Is it? I guess it's dependent on like where those planets are in space and time when you were born. When you were born, I think, yeah. They, give you, they even give you the degree. Yeah, but I feel like that's why like putting in, you know, I was born in Montague, Prince Edward Island, which does not exist. Prince Edward Island right. doesn't even exist on their map. Right, right, that's right. why the degrees are really important. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, like, does Halifax, Nova Scotia exist in here? Got it. Yeah, Halifax Regional Municipality. Yeah. Does it change the degree if I put it? 13.1. Okay, listen to this. Pluto reveals the part of our lives where we face the intense powers of creation and destruction. It represents endings and new beginnings as well as rebirth, spiritual growth, and control issues. It opens the unconscious parts of spirit, self, and primal energy that are hidden within us. It's a generational planet, meaning generations of people share the same Pluto sign. What's your Pluto? Scorpio. Same. Really? So here it says, we go below beneath the surface in secretive and intense way with matters concerning sex, 
the occult studies, the mind, and death. Yo. They may have an obsession with areas relating to genetic engineering, creating and destroying life, the occult, and cloning. I mean, that's sick boy. Yeah, right. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, Somehow I found a way to talk about the occult in sick boy because <laughs> I just need to. Uh, it's interesting stuff. It, it is fucking interesting stuff. I, I fucking like it. I'm not going to dive into it and become a, you know. A birth well, chart expert. One of those sorts. Um, but I do like it. It's yeah. it's fine. It's makes me it makes me uh, it's exciting. And also, like I I think in a in a in the the particular period in life where I'm at right now, it's yeah. it's even more exciting. You know, like the last two years have been really fucky, and now I f- I feel like I'm kind of like turning a corner and getting really like excited. There's like this new zest for life. And so kind of looking at these things and putting like a, a, a magnifying glass over your, like uh, of who you are in those moments when things are going well. Yeah. I think it's like really, can be really beneficial and really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. New things, new relationships, new things, new tools, new curiosities. Mm-hmm. They're kind of just like, you know, when when you're having sex, let's say, with someone you don't know, it's like that limitless, there are no boundaries on who and what you can be. Yeah. And then as you get into long-term relationships, you know, all of a sudden, if you want to try something different, you got to break out of... Right, out of the, like, mold that you've kind of... Created for yourself... In context in. Yeah, to yeah. relationship with this person. Yeah, which can be really hard. It can be really hard. Yeah, man, sex. New sex is so fun. Yeah. Great. It's fun. Do you feel like a different person? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm like, you know. It's not, I don't think it's very often that you get to like discover new, like discover new, like new kinks, you know, where you're like, well, I, whoa, I didn't know. I didn't oh, know. I was, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was going to be that like that. That was the cliffhanger that we ended the last episode yeah, on. That right. I forgot we were going <laughs> to, we needed to talk about. Is that something you're ready to talk about now? Uh, I don't know. No. We well, don't have to get into it, but I, but I, I, I realized that I have, um, I've got, I've got like a, there's some sort of weird reaction that I've had to, uh, to, to, this is going to sound so, it's so weird. It's so, it's so fucking weird talking about kink sometimes when it's like new. Uh, there's some weird fucking like deep guttural reaction that I'm having to, uh, to long tongues. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okie dokie. Uh, I sent you a I sent you a thing about tongues the other day. In that the, freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, I hated that. It's like a tongue, but it has like little. It's a human tongue, oh, oh. but it has little growths on the bottom of it that honestly look like little sea creature legs. It's so gross. It's not gross. It is so. It is so wild. It's called uh, plicae fimbra. Fimbrate, 
Plaque Fimbrite. Fimbrite. And friends, if you have that, I think it's awesome. Jeremy thinks it's totally awesome, but also I don't want that touching me. What would you do if the person you were super into? I'd shave them off. (laughs) (laughs) You can look it up at uh, on Instagram, Medicalpedia. Uh, It's probably a recent post. It came out. uh, So as of recording this, it came out on Sunday. You want to be careful what you look at on that. uh, Oh, man. I mean, I don't follow these accounts for a reason. And you and like Brian send shit to me from these. And fucking sometimes it ruins my day. I love these. They're crazy. Plicae fimbriata uh, refers to the small folds in the membrane on the underside of your tongue. The folds tend to run parallel to uh, or on either side of your frenulum. And the frenulum is the web on the back, like on the underside of your tongue. That holds your tongue like sort of to the bottom of your... Um, Some people don't have a frenulum on their tongue. Some of them get pierced or cut. Uh, The frenulum is the... uh, These growths are harmless. They are normal residual tissue, not completely reabsorbed by the body during development and growth of the tongue. Sometimes they can get caught in your teeth. Oh, Oh, ouch. If one of these bumps comes off, it can leave an open sore that's vulnerable to infection. For most infections, uh, you may just need to use an antiseptic mouthwash for a few days to keep your area clean. I'm sure you could have them removed. Oh, my God. They would just be, like, electrocuted off or something while you were put under. Yeah, they definitely look, they they look like something, like, on the underbelly of a weird fish. Yeah, so I'm saying, I love that image because it reminds me, honestly, when I started massage school and we were talking about the body, I and we were talking about, like, literally the muscles... The way our hands and feet, like it's so easy to trace us back to Mm. something that crawled out of the ocean, you know, little Mm -hmm. fins, like swimming muscles. It's crazy. We just, we're, we're, it's crazy. And I don't quite understand that because I think we also evolved from like monkeys, but did, so were monkeys originally crawl out of the ocean as well? Like everything did. Everything crawled out of the ocean. Yeah, everything did. That's okay. It all started from the ocean. From the ocean. Yeah. There was nothing on land. Land wasn't, land couldn't um, sustain life. Why not? Too hostile. It was too, too hot and, and not lava filled. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, so the just... water, what you need for life to form on a planet, there needs to be two things. There needs to be water and rock. Do you think there's other people podcasting in different galaxies? Yes. Are they people? No. Does anything look like us out there? Yeah. Not just like us. Right. I just went to go see the one of the best movies I've yeah, ever I seen in my entire life. I, I saw you post about it and I looked it up. I want to go see it. Holy fucking shit. Everything Everywhere All at Once is one of the best cinematic experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Cool. It. I bawled. I laughed. I fucking laugh bald. I almost shit myself. It's fucking amazing. It's such a beautiful film. That's so cool. It 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 makes you feel so grateful for everything in your life. That's nice. It's so nice. We need that right now. We most certainly do. And this movie is like a perfect like pick you up for the times that we've been in. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything about it. Like, if you haven't even, if you don't even I know what the, the fuck this is. I watched the trailer and it was, looked really Yeah, awesome. and you shouldn't. Like, you should go in as blind as you can. Okay. Like, truly just 
Oh my god, what a fucking film! I can't wait to see it again. Like I, that's a movie that I'm going to watch probably as much as I've watched like the. Witch. And you watched that for a podcast that you did an episode on that our listeners should go check out, right? Oh fuck yeah, that's coming out. That's coming out tomorrow. Okay. Oh guys, listen, Bad Dad, Rad Dad. Okay, amazing new podcast from this really fucking sweet, cute couple out of Edmonton. Uh, Kylie and Elliot, they just started a podcast. It's a movie review podcast. Um, and uh, they do, they do this thing called movie mystery nights where, um, this, and this is just a part of their relationship. They were doing this even before the podcast, but they wanted to, they wanted to just put it out to the world, but they do this thing where they, they watch about five movies a week, but what they do is they switch every night that they go to watch either Kylie or Elliot picks is the new one to pick the movie. They pick the movie, but they don't tell the other person what it's going to be. So they're not going to know what it is until the opening credits. And so the podcast is that they watch these five movies and then they share with the world all the movies they watch that week. They kind of review it, spoiler free. Um, and then um, and then they, out of all those movies every week, they decide to choose Rad Dad of the Week or Bad Dad of the Week. And this all stems from the fact that they both have like pretty troubled pasts with their fathers. Right. And so they're trying to uh, nominate a, a bad dad, a bad dad that you just don't, no one wants that dad. Yeah. Um, or a rad dad, a rad, a dad that you would want to be your dad if you could have a dad for one of these movies. And so uh, we, I, I was helping them with their podcast. Uh, they asked if I could like kind of, if they could pick my brain. And, and so I was giving them some tips and stuff before they started. I become really good friends with them. And, and I just sort of inserted myself into their life and said, can I come on your show? And they were, uh, they were gracious enough to let me come on. And so we did an episode uh, last week I watched five films with wow. them and we kept it a mystery. So we chose, uh, Elliot chose, a, had a pick. I had a pick. Kylie had a pick. Okay. None of us knew what those picks were. We sent them all to each other. Yeah. And then, uh, we all went to go see everything everywhere all at once in the theaters on the same night. And then we all also decided to choose one movie together that we would decide to watch together. Okay. What a fucking awesome time. It was a two hour fucking podcast. Wow. And I'm, I can't, I really hope people listen to it because if you are a movie lover, it's one of those, one of those podcasts that like really makes you want to watch the movies. Like cool. it, it's, it, even if you've already seen it, it makes you want to go back and watch it with this like new context that you have to it based on, you know, a couple of people talking about their experience in, in watching. Anyway, Bad Dad, Rad Dad episode drops tomorrow. Um, and you for sure should go listen to it. It's, uh, I, it was one of the most fun times I've ever had on a podcast. Oh, great. I loved it. And I love them. And I hope the the best for them. And they're coming out here in July and we're going to do it again. Oh, great. And we're going to watch all the movies together. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So Bad Dad, Rad Dad, go follow them on Instagram and definitely go listen to the episode that I was in at least. And definitely go watch the movie that you just, that was your just the That's tips, That's my just I the guess. tips for sure. Yeah. That is like, I, like at this point, in, at this juncture in our lives, that is required watching for every human. That's really good to hear. It is one of those movies, like movies, I think movies have the, the capacity to like change us. Yeah. And this film, you, it's unavoidable. Like it is, it will change you. It, I've never seen something so silly, yet so poignant and heart-wrenching and beautiful like it's just so fucking good it's like the matrix meets the midnight gospel or like matrix meets adventure time mm -hmm. really deep 
cool, well-fleshed-out sci-fi meets wild, balls-to-the-wall psychedelic cartoon. But it's not a cartoon. Right. Fuck, it's so good. It's an outstanding uh, review that you just gave. I, yeah. I definitely want to go. Tell me when you go. I'm I, coming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I will. All right, folks. Well, hope you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> we are coming at you once a week, and uh, we've got a lovely episode lined up for next week. Can't wait for you to hear it. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron where you can watch Brady and I sit here and shoot the shit with Donut hanging out. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash termion to watch all of our aftercare and foreplay segments. And uh, other than that, you could also leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or just simply rate the podcast on your Spotify mobile app. Um, and if you ever want to reach out to us, whether that is to be a guest or to send us a brain boner, a question that you might have or uh, looking for advice or just something you want us to read and ponder, you can email us termionpodcast at gmail.com. And that is it for this week. It sure is, baby. Until next week. Go touch yourself. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.